Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week, we have a chat with Dr. Greg Mays and special guest Madison Deaton, also known as the Fit Flamingo. We get into a conversation about her, her business and her walk with Jesus Christ. I'm excited for you to hear from her. So without further ado, let's bring in this week's guest on the Agape Leaders Podcast, Madison Deaton. Well, welcome in, Madison. I am so excited for you to be here. Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited to be here too. Thank you for having me. Praise God. So this podcast is designed to help people grow in their faith. And the way that we believe we can do that best is for people to hear other people's faith journeys. So will you uh, let share a little bit of your faith journey? Why in the world, Jesus Christ? Mm. Yeah, so I actually think it's so cool too, um, just that we get to do it together and that we really get to like, I don't know, just have people on the journey with us because like life can be so lonely. It can be so hard. I think other all of us will go through so many highs and lows in our life. So the fact that we get to be inspired by other people's stories and know that we're not alone or hear thing in other people's stories where you go, I thought I was crazy but I'm actually not. And like, I'm just so human. I think that's really, really special. Um, for me, my faith journey, I'm a really, really spiritual person. And I grew up in a very religious home where the Bible was taught. You know, we had family dinners every single night. We went to church every single Sunday. My parents were always really active members in the church that we grew up in. And so I got to see kind of my parents always um, in leadership roles or in places where like, they really cared so deeply about the community, about getting time with people, having people in our home, having meals with people. And I think growing up in church, you just learn so many special things, like learning how to talk to people, how to care about people's stories. And I feel like just so grateful that that was such a huge part of my childhood, that family, that connection, that community was such a big part of my childhood and even like the diversity of having a room filled with men and women of different ages, different races, different economic foundations, like all of different education levels, like to really see all types of people in one room, I think is my favorite thing about my childhood. Um, so I just always have been very spiritual and like wanting to know God, wanting to know the way the universe works, wanting to like <laughs> feel like I can trust life, that I can learn how to love myself and learn how to love people and like really be a safe space for myself and for other people. And my relationship with God and with church has kind of ebbed and flowed and um, there's been highs and lows and there's been trauma, there's been healing, there's been a lot of you know, mixed things within my relationship with church. But I think all in all, my relationship with God is so special to me and my relationship with like spirit and like getting to understand and like, like even just getting to witness like the mystery of God, I think is really special. And just to leave so much room in my life for, for God to show me what's possible for God to show me who he is. It's just like, I don't know, like, I feel like I'm still figuring so much out in like this really beautiful way of just like letting myself be surrendered to like 
what's next and what's coming and what was. So yeah, it's kind of like a mixed bag. I'm on my journey. I'm still figuring so much out, but I like, I'm, I love it. I love every aspect of like getting to be a human in this life with all of its highs and lows. Praise God. I love hearing you talk. <laughs> I, I love hearing you talk. You, the Lord has given you a gift and everybody doesn't have it. But when you speak, you calm people down. Mm. You know, I'm encouraging the listener to, to lean in because some people can sound sincere, but there's something in there. It's like, eh, I don't know if that's real. But when you speak, you speak authentically with, you care about the person you're talking to. It comes across in all of your content. It comes across in right now. You and I think it's because you actually do care. You don't have to turn it on. Yeah, it's just there. So yeah. I appreciate that. I want oh, to thank you. Share, share that. So I think I've said this to you before, and I want to say this publicly, hoping that he hears this. But your dad is one of my favorite people on the planet. <laughs> I have been in the same room with your dad a grand total of one time, years ago at a Christmas party at your extended family's house. Never forgot my interaction with him. I love that man from the moment I started talking to him. Just love him. Waiting, I'm hoping that you're hearing this. I'm waiting to be <laughs> invited to, I think he lives in, does he still live in Plano or yes. somewhere up near Dallas, Texas? Mm -hmm. My parents are Wait. in Plano. Yep. My suitcase packs and my body travels and I will have my <laughs> wife with me, sir. So, <laughs> and you know, my dad's a good cook, so you can just invite yourself over for dinner. I don't even think I knew that because oh, he didn't come up in the conversation. Well, you know, you know, Aunt Cindy, Aunt Cindy yeah. is a really good cook. Right. So right. they're like two peas in a pod in the kitchen together. So they got well, all that my family, food. really. All my aunts can cook. Oh, Mimi's God. such a good cook. Like all, all of my family, honestly, I have to give them, I have to give them so much credit. Well, I certainly look forward to getting some credit from your pops. So I want to go jump back in. You talked about the diversity in your church growing up. And um, I would love for you, I'm going to put you on the spot here. All the listeners are going to say, wait a minute, I don't remember that picture. I'm, I would like for you to send me your wedding tribe picture. My bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Oh my gosh. It's my favorite picture, period. Mm. And I'm surprised I haven't stolen it. I mean, I'm surprised I haven't downloaded it yet. Uh, <laughs> But I want you to speak to, was that important to you? Because you're, you're, it's the most diverse wedding party I've ever seen. I've never seen a bridesmaids, a group of bridesmaids that are just so diverse mm. ever. And I've done, you know, not hundreds, but I've done 25 weddings and it's not even, no one else is even close plus all the weddings I've ever seen. So was that, was it intentional or do you just happen? Those are just your friends and it's the one, most beautiful thing ever. It's something that is so special to me. Um, something I really believe in life is like, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. And I really love surrounding myself with women who I can just learn from. And all of the women in my bridal party, like we have the same heart, like- mm -hmm. They are my sisters in so many ways, no matter where we come from. One of the girls in there, um, she she and I got to talk on the phone last 
on Friday and she's from Ghana, you know? And so we laugh all the time how we're this unlikely pair and I'm this white girl from Dallas and she's this black woman from Ghana. Like, it's just so special. Our bond, she is my sister and we have the best conversations. We laugh like crazy. And we always, I say, you're my soul sister. And we laugh and we have the best deep talks. And I feel like she is somebody who like her and I feel so similar about so many things where wouldn't it be such a shame if we let the way we looked be the thing that kept us from bonding? It's like, come on, like we have so much to give each other, so much to learn from each other. And I just think it's really special. And growing up with that, we're like, that was my upbringing and being like, and you brought up my dad. I think one of my favorite things about my dad is he will see everybody in the room mm. and make everybody feel like there's somebody. And I always thought that was so cool. Like he would go up to a custodian and be like, what's your name? You know, thank you mm. for all you do and make a joke and, you know, be funny and connect with the person. And Everywhere we go, you know, he, we're at a grocery store line. He's trying to connect with the cashier and get to know her story and where are you from? And, you know, have that connection piece. And I feel like that's something I've always tried to incorporate into my life and connecting with people and really like hearing their story and understanding the way they think and feel about the world and what's important to them and learning from them. And I don't know. It's just so, I care so deeply about, um, just like getting to know people and friendship is really important to me. And I think that's just like one of my life themes in general is, is wanting to be a friend and wanting um, to have friendship in my life. So yeah, that, that is super, I, that's something I tried to be intentional about um, and something that like is really important to me. Praise God. That's, I, I think it's so needed. And so I love how you just explained it there. And I pray for the listener that somebody needed to hear that uh, because I believe that as we pray and we prayed before we came on, we say, okay, Lord, you guide us, you guide this conversation. And so I believe that's for someone. Something else I'd like for you to touch on. Um, you talked about the, the trauma and the healing in church. And so I wrote this down. Trauma in church can be healed if you give God a chance. Do you mind talking us through since you kind of broached that, not specifics, but just kind of that, that, that process of trauma in the church, but then the healing from that? Hmm. Yeah, I think when you go through trauma in church specifically is really tricky for, it was really tricky for my brain. And I'll just speak on like my behalf because this was a group of people that I thought I that could be, you know, that were the safest place to be. And we talk about churches. This is your safe space. You know, this is the space where you can be yourself and you can be a sinner and be forgiven and, you know, all these things. And so I felt there was like these, you know, a lot of years where I felt like I didn't know how to be myself in church mm -hmm. because I would say something and it would kind of get out to other people or I would be myself and it was it would be rebuked or like looked down upon or, you know, things like that, where I just start to feel like I can't really be my full self. And I don't actually feel safe in church when of when that should be the safest place where people really feel like they can fully, they can be right. They can be wrong. They can be in the messy middle and, and still be loved and seen and supported. 
And so I really struggled with that. Like, and I think what's so, what's so cool about it is like, as we move through life, we're learning how to let, we're learning how to trust the highs and lows Mm -hmm. and not try to control them or beat ourselves up for why am I going through this thing? And I always say, like, even my husband and I, we were talking this weekend. I was like, you're not going through hard things because I'm Madison. I'm going through hard things because I'm human. Mm, that's good. And what if it's not personal at all? And that this is just something I get to heal and I get to learn and I get to grow. I think about Jesus a lot, how he became human on earth and how he experienced every human emotion And how I get to be like him in that way where I get to experience every human emotion and I get to understand betrayal and hurt and trauma and grief and sadness. And it's not that the trauma happened to me, it happened for me. And that's kind of a hard thing to say. It can kind of be a tone deaf thing to say. Um, But it's like, I really truly believe that I get to grow through what I go through (laughs) in this sense. And I really get to trust that I am always guided and that I am so deeply loved. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just feel so much that like, all I have to do is learn how to ride my highs and lows in life and trust that one high is going to lead to a low and one low is going to lead to a high. And I don't have to try to fix myself or beat myself up to perfection. Like I can just be Madison and I can learn what that looks like day to day and just learn more and more to love myself in a high as much as I can love myself in a low. Mm, Praise God. I can't wait to hear this back. (laughs) I enjoy, I enjoy listening (laughs) to our guests because while you're speaking, you know, you, you say something and I'll take a little note and then you know, when, when I'm listening to it back, I'm not taking notes. I'm just taking it all in. Yeah. And you are dropping some beautiful gems uh, here. I, I want to go backwards a little bit because of something that you said when we were talking about your your brides bridesmaids. And I wrote this name down. Are you familiar with Melody Hobson? No. Melody Hobson is the wife of George Lucas, who is the guy who bought Star Wars and now is kind of doing the Star Wars thing. She did a TED Talk, and I encourage you, I think you would love her TED Talk. I don't know if she's done multiple, but I'm talking about one specifically. And it is um, Being Color Brave, I think is the title of her And what she talks about in there is we're not going to get to a place in our society where we are at our best if everyone is not in the room. Mm. And that was kind of what you were talking about. You said, I can learn from anyone. Yeah. And for me, when you said that, I didn't want to disrupt her, but I wrote that note down because that was what she was talking about. And she made this comment. It was so powerful. She said, if you walked into a room and it was a boardroom, like these are people on the board of a Fortune 100 company and everyone, you know, there was, there was blacks and, and there were women and there were, you know, Hispanics, there were all these different 
ethnicities. I think that's how she put it. She may have just said one ethnicity. She said, you would think that was weird. But if you walked into a boardroom and everyone was a white male, you'd think that is normal because that's what we've grown to think of. She said, but we need to get to a place where walking into that room where they're all white males and we need to think that's weird. And it just, I've never forgotten that. I, I don't know how old that that is. It's old, several years. But when you were talking about, I can learn from anyone and I love learning from people, that jumped in my head. So I, I just wanted to, uh, no question that. in there. <laughs> well, it's like, I have to, I think it always starts with us. Mm. And my first thing is like, I got to feel safe making space for myself, mm. feeling worthy of taking up space. And by doing that, I set everybody else free in the mm. room. Like by feeling like I am worthy to take up space, I give every other woman permission to do that too. And that for me is so important with my company and what, you know, the coaching that I do with women is I want you to feel safe taking up space because like I'm where I am because of other women who have opened the door mm -hmm. and even just my mom and my grandmother and like the people who before me have opened the door for me to be free being who I am and yeah. saying what I'm saying and talking how I'm talking and owning a business the way that I do. It's like, we all create space for one another. And I think that that's also really, really magic that we get to do that for one another. Yeah, that's a blessing. I love hearing you talk. <laughs> Thank you. Glad you have a podcast. Would you share a little bit about the Fit Flamingo since we're kind of segueing into that area? Yeah. Talk us about your, your journey and owning your business. Plug your business so that <laughs> people will want to connect with you. Yeah. So movement for me has always been something I've loved. I played basketball my whole life. I always say basketball was my first love and it was a place I got to feel and connect with teammates. Like team is so <laughs> important to me, right? So friendship is so important. Team is so important to me. Um, and I loved playing basketball. And so when it came time to pick a major in college, I knew I wanted to do something that was movement based. I started off physical therapy and got into my first anatomy class. And I was like, I actually hate bones. Like I <laughs> am dizzy and I am nauseous. And we're talking about, you know, ACL tears. And I'm like, I can't, I don't want to do this. So I um, quickly transitioned, um, but my degree is in kinesiology and I have a minor as a group fitness instructor. And so I taught group fitness all throughout college. I worked in several different gyms, you know, in Austin at the University of Texas. I worked for the university. So I loved group fitness and something I kept coming back to was I loved working with women. And so any of the gyms that I worked in, I would always try to get like, hey, can I kind of teach my own class and do a women's only thing? And that was mm -hmm. always the thing that lit me up the most, that made me feel the most connected to myself and to others. And I think for so long, you know, you realize, so as a business owner, it sometimes feels like going to therapy all the time in my business. My business reflects so much back to me of places, you know, I feel insecure, places I feel fearful places. I feel like I'm not enough. And my business gives me a lot of opportunity to grow more into who I want to be, who I know myself to be and <laughs> like going to therapy. It feels like it's funny. Um, and so what I started to notice with, with movement 
was that I would lead a class and we would be moving. And then all of a sudden, it's like they start telling you about their life and about their weekend and about their kids. And you get to know people on a really deep level and all of the walls fall Mm -hmm. because when we're moving our body, there's something really, really special about, I don't know, like we can just feel close to people. It's really cool. Um, So I just got, I just fell in love with like movement is magic and how special like movement can be to help somebody feel safe and comfortable enough to share their story and enough to have these deeper conversations with people. So after college, I started my own business and I was just kind of personal training, um, just working one-on-one with people, trying to do whatever I could to stay in the game, stay in the room. One of my best like things that I tell myself all the time is like, all you have to do in your business is stay in the room. That's all I try to do. Just stay in the room (laughs) through the hard times, through the good times, just stay in the room. Um, But yeah, I started my company, The Fit Flamingo, and I was just personal training at the time and created like this. um, I converted a 40 foot shipping container into a personal training studio, had all this functional equipment, turf outside, just a space where I would host workshops for women and they would come in and we would do, you know, self-love workshops or mental health workshops. And then I would do the movement component. So I really, really loved that. And then of course, when, when COVID hit and we were all inside and gyms were closing, I kind of shifted my business online and started um, doing more coaching with women. So now that's predominantly, I've moved away from, from movement. Um, and like, even like learning, like, like, I actually kind of suck at virtual movement, like teaching movement virtually (laughs) and like, actually that's perfectly okay. Well, and for me, it like takes, I realize like, oh, it takes so much out of me to do. Mm -hmm. But then what I'm recognizing in myself is like, I love coaching Mm -hmm. and I love Um, working one-on-one with women and helping them break through the reasons why they do or don't move their body or they do or don't eat the way they want to. Mm -hmm. And so helping them connect dots, break through the blocks and really like understand who they are at their core and giving them like really unique, um, easy, sometimes like simple ways to move through the things that they're facing and feeling. So I think that that's my superpower is like really understanding people and like helping them just like connect, like they're beating themselves up over this one thing. And Mm. then I go, Hey, but did you think of this? And they're like, Oh my gosh, like (laughs) I could do that. Or like, that is so simple. Like, why didn't I ever think of it like that? Um, yeah. So, so now I do more, um, coaching, um, guided meditations are a big part of what I do and just really helping people connect with their body, listen to their body, trust themselves, trust that they're the expert of themselves, giving mm-hmm. them tools and framework to, um, really, really show up for themselves in powerful ways. But I do believe that like you are the expert of you. Nobody knows your body better than you do. So I really want to empower women to learn how to listen to their body and trust that their body always knows what's best to listen to their gut, their intuition, to be guided in that way. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty woo woo, but like also just really like based in um, getting to know the clients that I work with and helping them really succeed and thrive in a way that's so effortless. Mm, wow. I just, again, I love your company. I love everything about Me it. Me too. And, and I sneak in, you know, I'm, I'm in the podcast. I don't care if it's for women. It's on public airways. So I will be listening. 
I love it. So, so uh, I want to ask this question. The first time I ever saw you, you were singing in my friend's, your cousin's uh, kitchen or dining room. I think it was your song, Country Country Kind of Love. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so I was thinking that you were going to be a singer. And I think you were moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. But somewhere along the way, you said no to singing and yes to helping women in this important role that you have. Can you kind of talk us through kind of what, how that you went from singer to fitness expert or movement expert? Yeah, it's funny. So it always goes back to my parents where um, in the second grade, I remember my mom always made us pick an instrument and my dad always made us pick a sport. Mm. So every single year, you know, second grade through high school, we could, we picked a sport and we picked an instrument and we could pick whatever we wanted. We just had to finish out the season. That was always just the, the rule. You don't have to like it all the way, you know, it doesn't have to be the thing, but you're going to finish the season and you're going to, you know, that was it. And so I always grew up, I played piano. That was the first toy, the first instrument I chose. And for sport, it was basketball <laughs> and I played every single sport that I could. And I, tried every single instrument. And so I played piano and then I played cello in middle school and high school. And then I learned guitar in high school. And so in that, I loved singing. I loved songwriting. And so I would, in like high school and college, I would gig a lot and I would play at coffee shops. I'd play at farmer's markets. Austin was cool because Austin's like a great music scene. So I would play the farmer's market almost every other weekend and I would play for at weddings and all kinds of different random events just because I loved music. And I was pursuing music as a potential career. And I loved music. I loved songwriting. I loved how it felt, you know, being in a, a room. I played a lot at Potbelly, Potbelly Sandwich Shop. And I oh. loved gigging there and like, people would walk in and it just was an opportunity to connect with people and an opportunity to, you know, play someone's like favorite song, you know, and you didn't know it was their favorite song, but then they come up to you and they're like, Oh, that was my favorite song. Or that was the song my wife and I danced to at our wedding. And it's just this, this cool connector. Um, and so I pursued it as a career for, for quite a, a while. And what it kind of came down to for me well, one, I was in college, I'm studying, you know, kinesiology full-time, I'm working full-time as a trainer. Um, and so it kind of was hard to keep both up at the same time at the level I knew I needed to. It felt kind of like I needed to choose one or the other. And for music, and that's not necessarily true, but that's what my perception was of it, you know, so to speak. And so for music, what I felt like was I felt like I was in enough of the right rooms that if that was what was the path for me, that it would have just, the doors would have opened. And so I felt really comfortable saying, you know what? I really feel like, and I, I believe this so hardcore, but like music is going to come back around full circle for me in yeah. some way or another. I, I don't know how, I don't know what it looks like. I have some ideas in my mind that I've tucked away in the back of my heart. <laughs> um, but I just kind of said like everything I love about music, I get to do with fitness. Mm. I get to use my voice. You alluded to the voice. I get to use my voice. I get to connect with people, specifically women. And that's so important to me. I get to, you know, 
just feel connected to myself and have this expression of myself. I get to even an Instagram post so much to me is a lot like songwriting Mm. and I'm weaving words together in a way that helps people feel close to themselves or think about things in a different way. And so I kind of took everything I loved about music, about songwriting and realized I can just apply it to what I'm already trying to do in fitness. And none of us are one thing. We're never one thing. And you can totally be multi-passionate and there's room for all of it to exist. You know, I don't have to just be a fitness instructor or a wellness coach or a nutrition coach. Like I can be kind of this hodgepodge and I don't have to fit into a box because I just get to be myself. And so music, fitness, everything in between, it's very much so part of everything that I do day to day. And I know music's going to come back around um, Mm. in some way. I just, I look forward to seeing what it's going to be. Praise God. Well, I wouldn't be mad about that. (laughs) I will tell you, I'll share this funny uh, thought with you. When Brett and Brigitte moved to Nashville, I was waiting to hear that you joined them. (laughs) And of course that never happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I was, I literally, I don't know, for maybe a year, I just kept waiting to one day see where Madison's there with them, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, no, no, no. You found your uh, place right where you were and you have thrived. And so we know that once again, God has been victorious in moving his children into the right places and spaces. I do want to get us out of here. But before I do, will you give our listeners a word of encouragement? Hmm. I just took a moment because I was like, hmm, there's obviously so much to say, but what is it that they need to hear? I think that no matter where you are, whether you're in a high or you're in a low, I know I talked about that a lot because that's a big thing that's coming up for me in my life. (laughs) I think like realizing that you are already enough Mm -hmm. is the core of it all. When you can be a safe place for yourself to say to yourself, I'm insecure, I'm terrified, I'm afraid, I'm happy, I'm grateful. Like when you can be real with yourself and honest with yourself and let yourself know how you're really doing and you can be your own best friend, Mm -hmm. there's so much that comes from that. And like realizing and understanding and learning and feeling safe being fully enough, I think is like what it all comes down to as, you know, us as humans. And I think like everything we do comes from a place of us wanting to feel like we're enough. And so no matter what you're going through in life, no matter where you are currently in the high or in the low, you are enough. And you don't have to prove it. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to earn it. Like you are worthy of rest. You are worthy of nourishment. You are worthy of taking up space simply because you are. And there's nothing you need to do but be yourself. And it's also okay like saying that. It's like, well, what does that even mean? Like we're all on the journey to finding ourselves and to becoming more ourselves. I always like to say like I feel more myself than ever before Mm. because – I'm still finding her. Like I still haven't met all of her yet. And I love that. And I love that I get to learn how to love all my past versions of myself. 
and the younger versions of me, the versions of me that failed, the versions of me that succeeded, the versions that, of me that are afraid, the versions of me that are insecure, I get to learn how to love her. And I get to learn how to be enough in every phase of my life, in every stage, in every high and in every low. Praise God. Well, we will let that be the last word. Thank you so much for your time. You are so welcome, and I'm super grateful to be here. And if anyone wants to connect with me and say hi, I would love to know who's listening. Thank you so much, Madison, for your time. And as I always say, I just love your voice is so calming. So thank you so much for your insight and your willingness to share and to give of your time for our listeners. And for those of you who may wonder, you can reach her. There is her contact information is in the description below. I wanted to share this real quick. I talked to her uh, after post-production, so to speak. But I want to let you know that Madison has really been a friend to Agape Leaders. We used to have something called Agape Letters, and that was a blog that people would would write something that would encourage others. And Madison wrote a blog for us. And then we had something called Monday Motivation. And we would reach out to people and they would give a motivating word to get people started on their week. And Madison also did one of those for Agape Leaders. And then to have her kind of complete what we do here at Agape Leaders, by coming on and being on the podcast, I want to say thank you, Madison. I very much appreciate your heart. And you don't just say you care about people, you show it. So thank you very much. So I'm going to pray for Madison. I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm going to get us out of here. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for Madison and what she's doing in the with the flip, Fit Flamingo. Thank you so much for the women who get an opportunity to have her so into their lives. Thank you so much that she took the time out of her schedule to sow into our listeners' lives, Lord. I pray that people will follow her and, and watch her on her journey and join her and partake in her business so that her business can grow and that each individual will grow as a result. So thank you so much for her. Lord, I'm praying for this specific listener or viewer. Thank you that you have allowed them to even make it this far in this podcast episode. So I pray, Lord, that you are meeting their needs, that they're willing to ask of you, what do you want them to do? And that you would honor them by giving them a clear direction so that they may walk in your word and your will. Lord, I pray for Agape leaders, that we would continue to help people grow in their faith, that we would show people that you are not only our number one, but that they need to put you number one, Lord, over their lives. We thank you for that. As always, Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders Podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week.